and what people. No, but what is it about them. like what is it about LA and like letting non-black people say the n-word so yeah. freely? What's that about? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like it. When I got here and tried to check people, people were checking me for checking people. I was like, ah. <laughs> they said. It's just the LA culture. I'm like, this is my culture. No, but the thing is about, well, you grew up here. Like, well, I've, yeah, I've lived here since I was like 10. Right. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. thing is like, being from the East Coast and mm-hmm. then coming here, LA just kind of enforces this whole thing of let's all be one. Let's be a melting pot. Yeah. Of, and my thing is let's bring back, I don't want to say segregation, but let's bring- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's have no. people know their place. I don't know what I mean, but let's have some ba- let's gatekeep a little bit. Boundaries, yeah. Let's gatekeep just yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if in LA, I don't want to, I mean, if someone from LA who's not black moves to like the East Coast and they speak so freely as they do here, they will get beat up. Oh, no, straight up. Yeah. They will get, oh. Mm-hmm. Checked constantly. No, they will get beat up. Yeah. Not even they won't even tell you. You say it's the wrong person, and you will, ooh. Mm-hmm. They let me the people the black people in LA. I grew up with black. Ah, oh, those are the ones. The ones saying I grew up with black people, so I can act like them. I didn't even. Oh my god. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's such an interesting because yeah. I remember when I I remember the first time I heard it, um, used by a non-black person. I was in LA, and I had just moved here, and I remember I was in Rite Aid, and I heard something behind me, and I turned around, and it wasn't matching. It wasn't matching. It wasn't matching. The person that was coming out of it wasn't. <laughs> Not you looking, <laughs> having to be like. I was like, I literally I... turned around and looked at them. I was like. What? Oh. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't know. I feel like there's a lack of account. I don't know. I feel like it's a lack of accountability sometimes. Where like, it's like you don't tell if you don't check your friend. Yeah. Then they're gonna think that's okay. Yeah. And then they're gonna go out in the world and and say that around the wrong person. Person. I'm like, so you like exactly. And yeah, no, I like. But it's like I can't even always blame the whole friend thing because it's like you see you know. social media react. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is it's out there. Yeah. It's never a positive thing when you hear a non-black person saying the N-word. So just because your little circle says it's okay, stay in that circle. Please. But the thing is, the thing, the thing also is like sometimes people, non-black people especially, mm-hmm. do things just to like irk the black community. Like they would do something that they know is frowned upon, but they would do it anyway just because why not? What are you gonna do type shit? Yeah. And it's mm, it's just like you can kind of tell when someone has no sense versus when they have sense. I also feel like LA's a like a hotbed for like how people sensationalize blackness. Mm-hmm. Like everybody thinks blackness is so cool. Mm-hmm. And so this is like a hotbed of like people like you know, doing th- certain things to make themselves appear with like the like ethnic like qualities to mm. them because they think it's cool and they think it's like in style. Mm. Right. And so that's why like you see so many people saying slang words that like you're like that's people black people from Detroit say that slang word. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying that mm-hmm. word? Because you heard it online mm-hmm. and now you're mixing up areas. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like people have different you know words and the way and how they talk based on different regions where they are from Mm -hmm. so if you're saying this and that's not like what like i don't know that's and the accents too yes the black sense oh yeah yeah no but the ones is like africans who force american accents that one too (laughs) like save yourself the stress no, but sorry, let's say on non-black people. We'll come to that friends later. No, <laughs> 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 because that is sad. No, like it's okay. Is it? It's okay <laughs> to be white. It's yeah, okay. It's like people forget that. <laughs> well, you know, but in a, in the thing be is, happy. I'm sure white people have something. Well, they have 
early like early 2000s culture where it was like they had the punk rock they had oh, the alternative yeah. kelly clarkson Ooh. green day like that's their that was their pocket yeah. and we had our destiny's child and we like you know what i mean and i don't know what about exactly and i don't i don't know mean girls you know what i mean like i don't understand how in the 2010s in the 2010s something shifted where it was like well, which since that, like 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 everything black is cooler, mm. which like we already knew that, like we were we we in it, like we knew we were eating y'all up, mm. and y'all didn't even think we were eating y'all, up, but we mm. knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, where did that? Like, I want y'all to be making bands and stuff, like <laughs> like ripped jeans and the you know, yeah. Like free yourself from from the black. Well, it, and that's what and it's, and it's very cringe because it's like you're trying to be so inauthentic to yourself, and it's like it's not natural. It's no, not in you. It's not in the DNA. No, it's not. And I get like you can hear like white people who grew up around black people the way they speak, right? Mm-hmm. Not the 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 ones with the. That, yeah, you get you you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not them ones. <laughs> Not them ones. The ones who actually understand that they're white and they respect boundaries. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can tell the from the way they speak, it sounds authentic because this is what you grew up around and that makes sense. Yeah. But it's very distinct, yeah. Instead of like it's very distinct. Instead of like the people who suddenly all of a sudden say y'all all the time. Mm. And they start doing what is it called that they started calling not edges? What did they start calling it? Baby hair, sticky bangs. Oh, that's what they were calling it. Sticky bangs. They were calling it sticky bangs. Yeah. And it was them like laying their non-existent edges. Yeah. I was like, I was like, y'all don't get the or, like, purpose. Bringing hair from the middle of their heads. Come on, stick in front. I've never seen this. Like, you never seen it. Yeah. It was TikTok. like viral on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. They started it, calling the whole edges, edges. sticky bangs. Like you know, like, they'll just take your food, your culture, anything, and act as if. I remember I saw this one girl, she tried to act as if she figured out puff puff for the first time. Puff puff? Yes. She said, y'all, I don't know. You don't like know what puff puff is. No, no I don't know. Puff puff is like a deep fried dough that's mostly known in like West Africa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a bad. Oh. Please do your research, Christy. No, you can't. I said, I know, I know we can, but yeah. like, you've done it though. No, we've done it. We, yeah, we do it. It's like the fact, the fact that she tried to name it and not put people on as if like she's done she it. She done it. it. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is where. <laughs> well, that, well, that's where it gets really messy because it's like you're not, you're not uh crediting. You're not crediting. Exactly. You know, like it, I feel like I would feel maybe I wouldn't feel a lot different, but like I feel like I would feel different if like. You're like, oh, I'm doing this thing, and it's like, it's, but I'm paying homage to this, uh, thing, right, right. you know. But I always like, no, this is just friend, like this is no, just me doing raids. Like, you did not invent anything. Well, I look around for comments. Everybody was passionate. I'm like, exactly, because people will humble you and tell you, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like, it's the standing like ten toes down in the yeah. no, this is this thing, I and it's like, this. yeah, and it's like, what is? What is this reluctance to like put credit where credit is due when it comes to black people? But you know, like in um in Cameroon, what is my kill me now? But in Cameroon, <laughs> in Cameroon, they um we call pop up beneath sometimes. Really? Yeah, we do. It's French. Okay. Well, mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, but was it a white girl that was saying this? It was a white girl that was saying It's like. It's like modern day um colonization. They're so using... she, was trying, she was trying to like describe it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really... They're <laughs> using <laughs> they're using TikTok to do modern day colonization. No. Well, and it's just like Google's right there. So free. Like it's it's like we have no excuse. <laughs> Sometimes where it's like, oh, I didn't know, and it's like, okay, well, you didn't know. Admit that you didn't know. Also, TikTok has research. like information on everywhere. everything. Yeah. Before posting exactly. on the app, maybe you should have checked. That's what I said. I don't, I don't live for excuses. I used to in the past, but I feel like we're too advanced in technology for people to still be saying, I didn't know. I didn't. Like, okay, then don't be putting out facts or things out there as your own truth without the, you know, the proper background. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're somebody that's like wanting to be a professional mm-hmm. 
in like it, it, like in regards to content creation, in regards to social media, or you want to be a public figure or some mm-hmm. sort, it's like then that means you need to back your stuff up with so you're accurate because mm-hmm. you have heavy impact and heavy influence on what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people don't get that. They're like, and you know, use the proper resources. I was talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, remember when we had to do a bibliography? It's like, and that is actually, you should do that. Right. Not physically, but like, do check seven to eight sources, please. Okay, wait, no, can we talk about like, like the white girls who do braids? Mm. Mm. I ain't gonna lie, I've actually done, I think I did eight. It was like earlier 2018. Okay, okay. No, so when I first moved out here to LA, because mm-hmm. I didn't know that white girls were getting braids. So when I got booked one mm-hmm. time, I was like, oh, interesting. And I did because, of course, I wanted to meet her. Right, right. And I was like, I had a seller pre warning. I was like, uh, just so you know, there is a chance that your hair might slip out because it's not the usual procedure. Mm-hmm. But it should be fun. Like, I was over here, I was looking at you. I was like, okay, this should be interesting. Let's mm-hmm. see. So this was going to, you know, turn around. Long story short, three days later, she was complaining that her hair was slipping out and looking, you know, really bad. I said, oh, okay. Um, your braids are going to fall. Yeah, it's not made for your yeah, texture. That's how we kind of get the phone back. I warned you. Your braids are going to fall. I need you to take care of it. Now you're mad that it slipped out. It's not meant for your texture. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Right. But yeah, how do y'all? I mean, of course, I'm up for it. I mean, I feel like we all know where I stand. I know, I know where you stand. <laughs> on it. But they don't know where you stand. They they should know by now if you're on. On the on the park, you should know where Petra's Beauty Club stands mm-hmm. on non-black people getting braids. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not something that I hide. I've I've made it very clear. Spoke, I'll stand behind that. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I'm not ashamed to say where I stand. Mm-hmm. I don't stand with it. That's all I'm saying. I won't go too deep. But I don't stand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to know where you guys like how y'all feel about it. Oh, for sure. Like I'm as not, a, I'm not okay with it. Like, yeah. I see it so often. My thing is, you don't, do you care if they get cornrows Because you know somehow people be getting cornrows for like their boxer braids. Not what, not what, <laughs> what their actual hair. You know how they, call not they, call, they, call, they call it French braids. You care if they get French braids? How, like how far, how far? In the spectrum, do I go? Yeah. Is it? I feel like French braids are not that's fine. I get it. Because fat sections, they have. They have no, yeah, of course. Hair. And I see that. I think French braids is their thing. Is yeah. it? Is, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I can see that. But we're talking about like protective styles. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's meant to like sit in your hair for months and months. Mm-hmm. You know, like styles that black women are being discriminated against because why do you have braids in your hair and not bundles? Mm-hmm. Like shit. Mm-hmm. Not even that, but the fact that like. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting braids or bundles. But I'm just saying the fact that we have to have legislative laws, right? To you know what I mean, surrounding our surrounding our hair, right? And then some people just want to come play in it for just for fun, for the fun, yeah, just, just for the fun of it. it. Yeah. What did y'all know? For the longest time, that pissed me off. Actually, I'm like, y'all are the people that were saying that are food fake. And y'all really wanted to eat it so bad. I'm like, bro. Mm-mm. No, but what did y'all talk about? You and this white girl that you braided. The white girl was What did we though. talk about? Yeah. I mean, not that we were like kinky or anything. I think I popped, I popped up to you. She was an older white woman, too. Oh, Lord. Like, she was probably like, I mean, at the time I was like, what, 18, 19 or something like mm-hmm. that? And if I can remember, she was probably like maybe in her 30s. Not that we talked, but I kind of was like, oh, yeah, she wanted color, too. I remember it was purple. Purple braids, purple and black mixed. It was very outrageous, something very out there. She really loved them. Of course, I told her like I couldn't make them as small as she wanted because of breakage. Like you know, I was mm-hmm. like well knowledgeable enough to like tell her like the repercussions. And she was like, "Yeah, I'm trying for the first time because I thought they were really cool. You know how they be saying they're really cool. Really cool. It's, it's exotic. It's cool. It's different. You know, they want to be different so bad because they think that changing up your hair makes them different. But okay, but." Yeah, at the time I was really naive and I was just like, okay, quick look, I can I can try your extra because that's what I did too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, for the style of the extra, I might need to do your hair texture, I might need to do this. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, pulling stuff out my head. 
It's okay, you can say it. It's okay, you can say it. Please! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was really not much to talk about. I mean, she was understanding of, like, you know, the hair risk, and I guess she just thought it would be like, Days after, I'm mm-hmm. like, it's karma. You know, your hair is rolling. You paid $400. You. Exactly. Your hair, your hair says rolls remind you of who you are and who you are not. Right. <laughs> it's like, you're exactly. not meant to have hair on your head, like braiding hair on your head. It will slip out. I just love when they go to the African aunties who grip your thoughts. <laughs> I love watching those videos. Not grip your thoughts. <laughs> I love watching those videos. I just. And then you can see the redness on the scalp. Like, it's not meant to. Like when I see that, when I see that, I am not upset. You're happy? No, because I just had a conversation with my brother the other day, and he was asking me, you know, is it not just hair? Hair is just hair. Maybe they just want to like, you know, appreciate your culture. And my thing is, you can appreciate from a distance. Yeah. Also, no, I mean, you can try it, and then your hair is gonna fall out, and then you know. Have you seen them? Like yeah. the TikToks where like they're taking the braids out, yeah. and it's so matted, yeah. and they end up having to shave their head they because it's like too head. yeah, because it's like you know it's to the scalp, right. and then the hair that's growing in mm-hmm. is like. And they're always washing their hair every day. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not made. Yeah. You know. In that case, babes, <laughs> do your braids. Well, that, my thing is like, it's not good for your hair. No, like, it's, it's not. not made for your hair. No, so that should just be it. They like, it's not made. Like, yeah. Like, it's gonna cause more harm for you than yeah, good. Yeah, good. And we're trying to it's help you, but everybody. But the thing is, like, because I feel like a lot of things surrounding black women as a whole is it becomes like a whole like thing no, where like everybody. Remember, everybody wanted. You know, lips bigger because they feel right. Like people just yeah. want to like piss black women off. Well, they, they really don't want believe. us to have anything. They don't want us to That's have anything. Like, yeah. And when it comes to hair, it's like because we would bring up the fact that okay, you shouldn't do braids because it's a, it's not meant for your hair texture, and b, you're not black. Just chill. Yeah. Just chill. You know what I mean? Like this is something that we've literally had to fight for. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, even having our hair out, we've had to fight for. Did y'all ever get, like, this credit for it at school? For your hair? No, I went mm-hmm. to a black school girl. Oh, you know, Same. Texas. So, mm-hmm. they dressed on me a lot for my hairstyles. So, you know, I go with skits to um, distract things. Mm-hmm. I like the whole, that's not an appropriate color because I don't know what somebody did. I did red. I'm like, are people not natural redheads? Is that not a thing? Girl, I was purple braids in high school. <laughs> fully. Oh, my goodness. How fully purple. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely a thing. So it's like we came a long way to finally get it. Like, it's right, for us to finally enjoy the hairstyles. To have laws being passed yes. that like black women can wear their hair out, right? And then now people want to play it's in our slap, face. It's a slap in the face. It's almost like you're spitting at it. Exactly. You know, it to, exactly. You didn't even go through the struggles, but you guys rather celebrate whenever we're celebrating. You know, I'm, I'm like, no. No, it's because it's the thing about like me. the thing about white women is they just crave to be the center of it like mm-hmm. they crave to be like even like the f- whole feminism movement right mm-hmm. minority women are you typically left out black women are left out even more mm-hmm. because it's like white women are like yes equality for women but what they fail to say like the fine print is equality for white women mm-hmm. because you're not really fighting for our women if you're not fighting for black women too and black women have a different set of things right. we have to fight for yeah it's so, a lot of like interest like it's so like a nuance too, because right. they are only fighting like their their gender oppression, mm-hmm. and they're not really having to fight racial oppression. Right. And then you get into like, but yeah, it just it just lacks so much nuance and like layering to it, because it's just like okay, well, the fight for as a woman is also the fight for like black women, mm-hmm. and then like black queer women, and like mm-hmm. you know, it just like goes down just, yeah. the line. But when white feminism takes hold, it's it's very much centering of white women in their experience and mm-hmm. it doesn't go much deeper than that mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean I, I think just a lot of a lot of the way it's like in this country it's set up and just in the world it's set up it's like to center them a lot of the time yeah and so especially i feel like in the last like 15 years or so it's just like black women and like our features and and things about us have just become so popular mm-hmm. and so desired and and then like white women will be like oh well i want those feet like i want that because i want to be 
desire mm -hmm. and desirability comes yeah. into the thing. Like, you know, they get offensive whenever like, you're trying to be black. Mm -hmm. You say those words, you're like, we're not trying to be black. How do you try to be a race? It's like, doing everything else you know yeah almost you guys know like uh when like the old the olden times where they would dress and they had like the bustle in the back mm -hmm. of their dress oh, yeah. that like oh yeah, yeah that yeah. was because oh, uh to mimic like south african women with like the, the hips big, yes and the and, like, the, and the, yeah. the full butts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it was and, and like that, they yeah. literally had these women in human zoos Mm -hmm. And like white people would go, and there's a specific people, yeah. woman that's like that, that, that had on display, and yeah. all the men, the white men, were looking at her like, like salivating. They were like, "Oh, she's so because she's because all their women are so that they, they were like the thin. style was to be thin, yeah. yeah." And she was so voluptuous, and they saw how they were reacting to her voluptuousness, and then that created the bustle. So the whole style of dresses changed mm -hmm. to give you that thing. So it gave you that curvature mm -hmm. through your dress. And the it's been happening and for like, so long. Oh, it's been happening yeah. for centuries. Like, this scene has been playing it for so way back that now we're trying to say it, you know. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. full circle. Like That's they would crazy. bring white families who come from like in the cut where they don't have black people just to come to human zoos and look at black people because they've never seen a black person before. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we have a, a very terrible history That's on this very planet. Very terrible, and then yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is that people don't understand is in order to understand your why you have to understand your history yeah it's not just about hair it goes deeper than that and people are going to come and say okay well it was so long ago you need to forget about it did you forget 9 11 <laughs> it happens it passed right did also, you forget um what is it the whole jewish thing that happened yeah uh, it holocaust. happened it passed the yeah. holocaust it happened it pa forget that one then you're not going to forget. I'm not saying it's because it was in the past. It mean also, like, like slavery didn't end that long ago. They, they we didn't get civil rights we didn't until get 64, exactly. we which didn't, was only like not even a century ago. Not even up to my, my, mom, my mom is exactly. literally. My mom was born in 56. Exactly. She did civil rights didn't come until 64. It's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. Yeah. No, it, and the fact that so, like yeah. things are still happening it's now still because happening. like history is yeah. repeating mm -hmm. itself, history yeah. continues to repeat itself, and it's just, I'm sorry, it's not just about hair. It, it's like no, it's it, but that's the thing. Where it's, it's like not just nothing's about just about that one thing that's with yeah. us and our culture. No, no one. Yeah. Like you said, it goes. It's rooted in so deep that it's like if y'all understand it's like Yeah. And what? I think they get frustrated because they're like, it's not that, it's not that deep. Or you always bring it back to this. I'm like, because everything brings back to this. Like you always like the, make in it, my life, everything's coming back to this. Why point. do you always it make is. it about race? And just because your life doesn't go back to a certain yeah. point. Literally, that. America was built on racism. On racism. Yes. It yeah. stands on race. It stands on being on oppressing people. Like. It still does up to this day. It's still this is going. Do you know what I mean? But that's not going to happen really because right. you don't dismantle a system that's built to benefit you. Right. So. And this concept is rooted in racism. Exactly. Mm -hmm. like, look, like, let's look at even Congress. Let's look at, you know, what we're, you know, what's pushing, what the agenda that's pushed in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of the black mm -hmm. artists now in Hollywood, they're starting to try to, you know, them away from like the, you know the white filmmakers and trying mm -hmm. to make a path of their own because they're realizing that everything does fall under the white man's umbrella, like at a, the rap industry, the music industry. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like people forget that it's a hierarchy at the end of the day. Yeah, there's people pushing the button. But also, I feel like culturally too, we're in a space where accountability is like really super important, mm -hmm. and people are paying attention to like people's past and what they've done before, and mm -hmm. like and people are more comfortable coming out and talking about like what people have done to them and, mm -hmm. and bad mm -hmm. and like you know and mm -hmm. and it's like it's not it's actually not in your best interest to attach yourself to any like uh pre-structured like things in any industry right mm -hmm. because they have been under the radar doing 
whatever they've been doing mm-hmm. bad, like, you know, in regards to abuse or da 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 assault or all these different things that have been hidden. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, yeah, you really need to paperwork on your own because you don't know a second homeboy is getting slashed on Twitter, losing everything, da 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 because he did this, this, this. Yeah. And that time, because nobody was holding him That's accountable, true. but now we're having we're in a totally different That's context true. of culture where, yeah, that tweet, yeah, babe, <laughs> we all find a tweet. Right. Like, and yeah. even like in the influencer, even in the influencer industry as well, there's racism. And it might be as, you know, subtle and still not like straight up in your face, but you still see it. Do mm-hmm. you get what I mean? Like black women still get excluded from brand deals. Mm-hmm. They get paid way get less. Get paid less, yeah. They, like, they don't get as many opportunities as their white counterparts mm-hmm. because they, the people who work in this, what is it? This industry? This industry. Yeah. Girl, what? <laughs> my, brain, my brain, like, shut up for okay. two <laughs> Work in this industry. Everybody on mute. Right. <laughs> they just want to, like, appeal to their white audience. Right. They're mm-hmm. not really checking for black women. Yeah. Well, even, like, the algorithms, too. Right. Like, I, like a perfect example is kind of like, I don't know if you guys know her, but, like, Victoria Paris. Absolutely she's re like she's so popular on tiktok right mm-hmm. and all she had to do was like post at like 10 times a day mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. um for like six months and then she went like not even six months i think it was like a maybe a month or a couple like mm-hmm. 90 days or something and she mm-hmm. went viral mm-hmm. and people and then like she did this interview and, and she was like that's what i did and then that's all like all that happened mm-hmm. which was great for her mm-hmm. but what the algorithm is going to push someone that looks like her mm-hmm. way more than they're going to push someone that looks like me of course so me posting 10 times a day every day for 90 days is not going to get me viral necessarily because the algorithm is right. not going to be pushing me in the same way that they pushed her right. and so it's like you're fighting so many obstacles it's like you're fighting to get paid correctly you're fighting to like get pushed on the algorithm the way like you know and, and find your audience the same respect or the same exactly you know, and so there's like so many obstacles and layers there embedded like, like oh, in and people oversee it because they're so used to you know because i get it people have their own lifestyle of living and they're not of course they're not always putting themselves in people's shoes so mm-hmm. it's like and i feel like it's, it's the absence of that the lack of you know understanding of like we we walk different paths we live different oh absolutely it's not the same Everything is not as cutthroat and easy or as, like, you know, accessible as it is, for, you know, the wider audience, female especially, versus how, you know, for makeup for the longest, I can't find my shade. I remember that was, like, in middle school having to mix together three colors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shades. But, like, you know, white people, they don't get that experience of, you know, feeling as if, like, everything was always made for them. So, like, every, that's why I feel like they get so defensive because they're so used to things being made for them. Well, yeah. So when it comes to hairstyles, they're like... <laughs> No, they're like, I want this, like, I have access to everything. Legit, and I can't like deal with not having hand. access to yeah. this thing. It's like they were, yeah. They were silver spoon in their hand that they just feel as if they're entitled to every little thing because that's what America was built on mm-hmm. to cater just to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can I blame them? Yes, I still blame them. But it's like, it's also, they need to kind of understand, like, hey, well, it, this is where we came from. It's like a double edged sword because it's yeah. like, we've have so much representation now right. for us right. in regards to like makeup and beauty and like, you know, even on TikTok, like, you can go and be like, hey, like, what foundation, like, are we using? And it's like, everybody, like, there's seven, like, there's, there's hundreds of oh, different God. black media influencers, right. and there's hundreds of different black hair, like, influencers, and, like, everybody, there's so much representation there, and mm. then that has led to, like, more shade ranges and, like, da, 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 all right. of that, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, now we have all of that representation, and now people think they can do this stuff. Now right. they think they can do right. da, da, da. Like, when I worked at Glossier, they like some people would come in and be like it's my shade like my concealer shade they're like oh i want to put this on like i want that because i just want to be more caramel i'm like well what you need you is <laughs> a bronzer which we Not don't legit. yeah like which we don't sell at the time we did it but like at like i was like we don't sell that but you could also use this maybe as contour you know contour um but yeah, not yeah i was like not that not the foundation though not like that because will... your face is gonna look caramel yeah and the rest of you and it's not gonna blend like yeah like, i'm like you need some like bronzing drops like you know like yeah because i get wanting to not be red and pink 
you know like I. but also like that comes with layers because a little dot dot of like small small <laughs> like 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 but that's what that's like literally to be honest with you like that's what they're fighting like they're yeah. like i don't want to be flushed red pink so vibes. use a green color corrector and yeah it your face they're like i just yeah it's like, like, like i want to be bronzy i want to be i want to look healthy and in in sun kiss Girl. Like, you know, like, I can't like maybe one of you one shade darker because I get if you're like face white. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. say face white. But that's it. Now you can put your hand on your face and not think that it's two different body parts. That's when you cut off the camera and then we say it's yeah. Shirt, I'm like, and you know what? Bronzer. Like, like, like these are tools. No, you say that. Like, <laughs> and it's right. unfortunate, but you know, that's just where we are now. I think, but on the flip side of it, how about girls like black women that go hard to I had, I had a girl back in the school, and I had to tell her about her makeup. Not the side. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can talk shit about white people all day. Like, I, I you know, understand. I can talk shit about white people all day. I can't put that in a podcast. <laughs> That's why I don't care. That's why I mean, no, I mean, like, I can talk about racism and discrimination oh, okay. all day. Yeah. But also, we need to, on the flip side, talk about, you know, the self-hating. You know? And I like, know, you, yeah. Like you said it kind of also goes both ways to make sure that our mission doesn't get you know misconstrued because he's on the flip side of the people that wants to be, now it looks like they want to be white, you know. Yeah. With the makeup, because I, I had this homegirl at this time back in just high school. Uh, she did her makeup very interesting. I think. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> like her her foundation would be like legit. Like okay, for instance, she'd be my color, right? Mm -hmm. And then her foundation might be as. As white as maybe hers or yours, mm -hmm. like, it was like giving a very much wrong like, shade. Girl trying to be like almost caramel for white, and then her foundation would be like literally white. Like you know how there's like different versions. What's that one foundation that's really really popular? Like, CoverGirl, like, Maybelline, CoverGirl. I feel like everybody knows it. But yeah. It's like you know how whenever they display the aisle, they have like the ones for the dark people, for yeah. black people, and then yeah. they have the white ones. Yeah. She picks Yeah, it's more your shirt, yeah. But she rather it be more on the wider side. I don't know. I just found that interesting. How do y'all feel about like I guess women not trying I think to enhance their natural? This beauty? is where we come for Africans. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you think this is this time. is this is time. Yes. Let's come for y'all. And as African, I can do this. So you, you will be fine. You'll be just fine. But stop bleaching. Yeah. God damn. Damn. Stop it. Also, stop being dark skin and using you go, you know, because I've seen like a lot of I don't want to bash Nigeria, but no, I'm not bashing Nigeria, but like a lot of African makeup artists, right? Mm -hmm. Who um use like lighter shade concealer um foundations on their clients. Mm -hmm. What's that about? Mm, that's interesting. Especially you know, on like the bridal, like I see it on Instagram I've a lot. And I'm just in my mind, I'm just like, okay, but like for what? What are you what are you what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it, I feel like it comes from a place of self-hate. It comes from a place of wanting to be closer to white, like white is right type of energy mm -hmm. and wanting to be seen as white or be appealing to people who are not black. Does that make sense? No, I like, I mean, I know a lot of people who are, I mean, not me personally, no, but I know there can be people who are, who have experienced a lot of trauma around being black because being a black person is not you know not it's not easy <laughs> and for sometimes right the comparison to lucky just for this like this everything that comes with it and i get it people try they feel as if something's being pointed at them they want to take it so badly mm -hmm. they're trying to like you know reduce the noise but it's like it's at the end of the day you have to come to acceptance of your own so you know, your own race you mm -hmm. know right? and be like regardless or not the noise will still continue just in different ways Cause now you're trying to be white. Now you have the black people bullying you and saying that you're trying to be white. So it's like it's, it's about which voice matters the most. The yeah. voice of your community or the voice of the people mm -hmm. to this day are trying to be you. Yeah. Yeah. But also like in a lot of like Caribbean um African cultures, colorism is very prominent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So maybe they're not even trying to be mm -hmm. white. 
per se, mm. but they just they just want to be light skinned. Also, like, do you know that if you're light skinned, your dowry is more? Really? Yeah. That's what my uncle said to me one time. He was like, "Oh yeah, light skinned women cost more money." Wow. So uh, I don't know if it's been, you know, hopefully like the new generation of tribes and things like hopefully we alter these laws or these that's traditions true, that's think about it too the Hollywood movies that we watch all of the people they praise the light skinned women yeah. they deem them as like the prettier kind the mm. ones that you know the men will follow after so of course now people are trying to mimic that they're like oh I want to be just like I remember the one Beyonce I'm screaming I want to be just like Beyonce whatever because she's like the fair woman she mm. has like the prettier lighter skin hair she's mm. able to pull that look off mm. basically almost mimicking like you know the white women so it's like even in the black community all over the world not just saying like in america there's like i feel like a lot of the colorism definitely stems from self-hate mm-hmm. and like wanting to you know what i mean mm-hmm. be closer to whiteness essentially yeah i also think like there's some black people who grow up in predominantly white communities right maybe because their parents are affluent or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they just like maybe they've gone to boarding school like they just have grown up like not around a lot of black people or they're mm-hmm. the only black person mm-hmm. and i think sometimes that's like a really hard that's almost like it's it's good for them to experience like a ease mm-hmm. in regards to like finances and like having access to a lot of things that a lot of black people don't have access to because of like the wealth gap and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, then they have to go on this whole cultural experience where they get older and then they surround themselves by like with black people. And like, they don't know a lot of things and they have to learn their culture and like, and also be hit by like, Oh, you're trying to act like that's all you've got to know other than like your parents. Yeah. It's so, I think it's like, it's very, yeah, exactly. No, because, not everyone who grows up in this background, because of course you can be a product of your environment. Yeah, but, yeah. But at the same time, if you're over 21, get it together. Get it together. You're a product of your decisions. At some point, you have to grow up and take accountability and be like, okay, I see that things are going this way. I'm at the age now and the point yeah, now where I can actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can alter some of these things. So if you're over 21 and you're choosing, you're deliberately choosing not to expose yourself to these things, that's your own decision. Yeah, but right. Well, yeah, I think that's like a part of adulthood too, because you get to adulthood and you realize like the the pockets of your life where like maybe your parents fell off the ball, exactly. or like whether like right, right. you were at a disadvantage in like for because of your circumstances, mm-hmm. and it's like. And when you get to a that, that's basically like all your twenties, basically. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like it's identifying like, yeah, it's like okay, when I was growing up as a teenager, and this is how I felt about myself, or this is what happened to me, and it's like, well, that has caused me to be, but oh wow, well, that's the effect of right. all those years. Right. It's like how I how I navigate this, or how I feel about this, or how I react to this mm-hmm. is because of that. Right. And so, like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like adulthood is like just just realizing like, okay, well, now I have to. I have autonomy over my life Mm -hmm. and so i have to make decisions to not be that way or to grow evolve out of that Mm -hmm. because it's not your fault necessarily how your parents raised you and like the situations you were put in during that time when you didn't have control over your life Mm -hmm. but now you have exactly like this is the decision making years of like do you want to stay that way or like do you want to do you want to have more black people in your around you in your community do you want to immerse yourself in your culture more do you want to do this you want to do like that's all like the the time is now to like make Mm -hmm. those decisions Mm -hmm. and identify that and don't like and face it too because sometimes it's like okay well i'm especially if you're a black woman you're like oh well i have anti-black feelings Mm -hmm. in me like i don't i i struggle with that now it's like okay well how are we gonna resolve that like we're like therapy you know know, be around it yeah that is that's what i mean when i say self-hate yeah Yeah. no because people who grow up in like predominantly white um areas they can come out two ways they can come out as like the kid who always felt left out because they were the only black kid in like their high school middle school whatever Mm -hmm. so they try to like only surround themselves with white people so they can maybe 
hopefully be seen as white. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there are the people who are just like, okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. I need to get right. out. I need to get right. out. I need to get out. Yeah. Right. And then there are also the people who like just embrace all of it. And they just acknowledge the fact that, okay, I want more exposure to black people. But at the yeah. same time, I also have my white friends. Right. It's like you're aware of like your the issues that affect the black community. And you're making it. Don't piss me off. <laughs> you're... And you're making it a, um, you're making conscious decisions to educate yourself on it if you weren't exposed. Mm-hmm. And then, but at the same time, you're also like, you know, like I have white friends, so. You have a different viewpoint. Right. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Because for me personally. How many white friends is that a bad thing? I was just about to say that. Like, there's not one I can really? be like, hey, girl, like, no. Hey. No, but my thing there's is like, it's not. No, for me, it's a conscious thing. For Maybe me, it is, and I'm not doing it. For me, I'm... no, I know fully what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, no. Okay, so backstory. I went to <laughs> I went to university in Minnesota, right? Okay. And Minnesota? Yes, girl. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I went to university in Minnesota. Um, I had white friends. I wouldn't say I had a plethora of white friends. I had, because I was still, like, very conscious around white people, because, like, I grew up, Obviously, in a black country, I grew up in Cameroon, and then we came to America. I grew up in Maryland, went to a predominantly black middle school, high school situation. Even when I did like university, I did like a little bit of college in Maryland, still very surrounded by like black people and mm-hmm. mostly Africans. You know what I mean? Right. So the culture shock was there, but it wasn't as like heavy. And then I moved to Minnesota, and I didn't see a black person for months. Mm-hmm. The only black people I saw were the people I already knew. Mm-hmm. So culture shock you know yeah so obviously i'm very like eh, you don't let me you don't sound like me i'm just going to keep my like my distance but then i just said to myself petra okay like you're here try to engage try to make friends with people i said all right cool made friends with some people george floyd happened george floyd George Floyd. George Floyd. The whole George Floyd thing happens. And that and and that that lets you know. That let me know a lot of things. Yeah. That was my indicator right there. And the thing about like being in Minnesota, that it's a it's a blue state. So you would think, you know what I mean? You would think. But I did not even like my school because a lot of the like professors were very like low-key prejudice mm. and like very like subtle with it you know what i mean like is that type of like prejudicism or i don't even want to say full racism but you just feel like you're being discriminated against yeah based on how they treat you based on how they speak to you do you get what i'm saying yeah and that right there was just an indicator to me like yeah, living in minnesota I... like gave me a different perspective on being around people who are not black and I think I would just rather be around black people after that experience. Yeah, my best friend in This is in Texas, right? Right. Yeah, everything is, yeah. Yeah. Your campuses are insane. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like, I was not in your way. Basically, trying to say that. I was standing, holding my food, waiting for a friend because we had a lunch line, subway. We had like food, you know what I'm saying? So she stands behind me. She taps on me. I'm thinking it's a friend that I know personally, right? And I'm like, I turn around smiling, thinking it was a friend. She goes, eat, eat. I'm like, well, no, you thought I come back around and say that. She goes, move, nigger. And I was like, I turned around, the way my reaction was too delayed, because I had to sit down, think about what she just said, get up, and I watched her 
lunch table in front of all her friends, her white friends, I cussed her out. I don't remember what I said, because when I blacked out, I cussed her out, I blacked out. So I cussed her out, and I said, you're lucky that I'm running straight, because if I wasn't running right now, I would have beat your ass. Like, I, I put the fear of God in there, and I sat back down. Lo and behold, she stands up to the rest of her class and comes to my table, because she wasn't having it. She was embarrassed that I embarrassed her in front of her friends, mm, right? Mm. So she was embarrassed that I embarrassed her, so she comes and brings her class to her. She starts standing and trying to be bad girl, big girl. And my thing is, at that time, at, at that time, the answer that y'all don't know then was he's like was actually like on like ready to fight like that. Right? Uh-huh. So the fact that she was standing over me and she was kicking, that was spoiling me inside. I don't like to be stood, like stood over. Stood over, yeah. Like, you were trying to be like superior to me. So as she's standing over me, I stand up. People knew to like hold myself. But as I stood up, all my guy friends that was there at the time were all like, Esther, you're literally running in like less than three days, like today. Like, it's not worth it. So instead of, you know, physically fighting her, I put her in the group chat. I don't condone bullying, but this one was condoned. We bullied her to the point where she deleted all her social media accounts. Till that day, but for the rest of the year, I basically was calling her. Every time I saw her down the hallway, I would basically like act as if I was calling her. Basically, you know, being a bully. <laughs> and to the point where she finally like cussed up. She apologized. She came to me crying and everything. But I was like, no, I don't let things like that slide. No, you but, shouldn't. Of course. But I don't think that made me not like white people in general. Because, like, I think coming to college, I had, like, white classmates that were trying to be my friends. And oh. I just wasn't like, hey, let's stay friends. They were friends for the, you know, just for that time period. Oh, you know, oh, if oh. I needed notes for the, <laughs> I'm if screwing. I needed my notes, not the notes. For me, if I needed things done. But as, like, long, long friends, I never had, like, lifelong that were not black or African. No, I think I'm, mm. I'm good right where I am. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not mad at you. I think I'm just fine. I feel like it's important to try new things and <laughs> you, you know, I've tried it. I tried it. <laughs> so now nobody can come and tell me, well, you never had a white. Yeah. I tried it. Not even. I'm just like, I just like to keep my distance. If it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm going to see a white person somewhere and be like, oh, you, you're white. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, they're not going to be my close circle. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, very much like arms reach much further than that, actually. Much, much further than that. Like, far, far. White people. And even the white people who be there. <laughs> I don't have any positive thing to say about that, so I'm just not going to say anything about it. Okay, question. Okay. How do you feel about non black Afrobeat? DJs what? DJ at Afrobeat what? events uh, with black people what? as the audience. Okay. Uh, I don't know because like, <laughs> what I you can so say many, what? Why would they? I have so many DJ friends, so it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to be open-minded sometimes and be like, okay, I get it. You should try There's learn. so many genres. That's true. <laughs> There's so, like, you can, you can, like, instance. Oh, but, and since it's you just know, such a good, such a good vibe. I understand, like you know, I understand if you have one or two songs in your set that, like, in, like you know, you like interpolate to one, and it's after like your whole set, like you being an Afrobeats DJ, like purely. specifically, yeah, is uh, uh, well, and you know, and then I have questions. Yeah. I always have questions with things like that. I'm like, <laughs> so where are you? Where do you reside? Like, where do we grow up? Do you know the girl who used to DJ? At sunset last year, the Asian girl. Yeah, I never looked. I was never like. I was just I so. Never, I guess that does make sense. I never like for the ones that were non-black, obviously or African. But even the other one was same. I, I know exactly. You know who I'm talking about, right? That's yeah. I like him as a friend. That's But like, he's cool on on a on a yeah. But like, why are you pushing that as your? Yeah, I never understood that. That is the question I was You know what I mean? And that to me is just a prime example of LA trying to be 
for everybody. Everything for. I think we need to go back to, like I said, not but <laughs> not again, not that, but just a little bit of gatekeeping. Just a little bit. And why not like white people can't come and tell me they, they need to gatekeep something because y'all don't have nothing. Everything y'all have is taken from it's somewhere taken. else. So that like the under like the foundation of it is from black people. Like even like country music. Even black rock. people. Even rock. Right, black people. Right, like, you know what I mean? Like right. music. Yeah. <laughs> music in general. So just nobody's come and say we wear white people's wigs. No, we don't. That's the one that they love. No, to, because you know, that's the um rebuttal that yeah, no, that's with, a rebuttal. Yeah, that they come with. They're like, well, you wear wigs and you straighten your hair to look like ours, and it's like your hair's fine, crunchy. We don't want that. It's like, and that's yeah. and we eat one. We eat it up. You don't look good with this. <laughs> we actually, we actually have put a whole different industry. That hair is from your head, and you do extensions and clippings. We're doing a full like weave and okay. set like we have a whole oh, different thing going on here right we made it into art exactly and also tracks were invited by black women do you not know your yeah. history in order to understand your why you need to understand your history and i'm going to keep saying this because People don't understand the history of things and they just come and they run their lips. And yeah, they think they're doing us a service. So you're welcome for your extensions. You're welcome for I'm looking at the cameras, I say. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome for your extensions because let's be serious. Please. Please. I think everybody needs to watch um the crown effect mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on Netflix. About the yeah. the the episode from um the what is it the black effect the black beauty effect sorry. the black beauty effect the yeah. black beauty effect episode three is called the crown effect it's about the history of black hair in America and that's where I got the phrase in order to understand your <laughs> why you need to understand your history yeah. and I'm not gonna shut up about it nah you know what's also really fascinating too is like how you're treated differently as a black woman based on like the hairstyle the that you have. Yeah. And I think it's fast. I think it's like, because everybody, every time I talk to my friends about this, like, oh yeah, like when I have my natural hair, I'm treated this way. Yeah. And I have my, like a weave in, like a full set, I'm like treated this way. When I have my braids, I'm treated this way. And it's like, and that's, but it's like, if that is the case, then you know how important the subtopic of hair is to the yeah, culture because yeah. you can be treated a certain way you can attract yeah. certain things yeah. you can attract certain, even certain opportunities right. based off of what your hair is doing mm -hmm. which it's like out so much power oh absolutely oh absolutely okay so my hair is dark brown mm -hmm. and then i even with modeling like I, I was like wanting to be i wanted to be a content creator wanted to model and everything mm -hmm. right and then um i went to my hairstylist as esmeralda and she mm -hmm. was like oh we'll yeah. we'll do highlights on you mm -hmm. and they weren't blonde they were just like i just want to do like a honey brown mm -hmm. um immediately started got, getting booked more on shoots like that's when like my my stuff like started to blow up mm -hmm. and then we, i went to get my highlights redone because my hair grew so fast and she was like, well, I'm, a, I'm like, it's summer, like we should go lighter. And I was afraid because I was like, I don't know if I will look good with blonde hair. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I was like, I don't want to do like a whole, and she was like, no, trust me, like with your skin tone, like it's going to make you brighter, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Which okay. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I'm, it's, mm -hmm. listen, I know where I like, so, like she was correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, ah, this is me for life. Yeah. But, um, but we did it and I was like so surprised by it. I was like, oh, I actually really look good. I like it. Mm -hmm. When I tell you every like casting that I went to, like I got so many compliments on it. Mm -hmm. I started booking so much more work. Mm -hmm. It's like it what I, I did like get treated differently than mm -hmm. when I had like just my straight dark brown hair. Mm -hmm. Um and people started paying attention. Like it, it was just like, attention, like attention increased. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then even like when I got like I get these braids mm -hmm. and this is like giving a blonde fantasy of sorts, mm -hmm. but it's not giving my natural hair where it's like I have kinky coily hair. Mm -hmm. And then the attention is even like ten times more. Damn. And so it's it's crazy. Like it's it's like a double edged sword because I'm like, 
I'm like, hey, but I'm, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, exactly, exactly. Even if it's a publicity standpoint of view, it's still kind of, it's, they're trying to push an agenda of something that you feel like is speaking to an audience. So it's like, you could say it, it could be just because they're trying to, you know, you're looking up for your well being and you look best in that color, but really, like, it still stems down to mm-hmm. what they're trying to sell. Yeah. And it's really interesting. It's like, it's really eye-opening to mm-hmm. realize like so many people's desires of and, and their perspective of what's beautiful yeah. is controlled by like the pers- like the general perception of beauty yeah. like it's like okay well you're looking as like okay well you like me more when I have French curl hair because I look like I have hair down my back mm-hmm. and it's curly and it's mm-hmm. silky and it's like okay well you think I look most beautiful that way mm-hmm. and it's like but I wear my fro 90% of the time no you do and it looks really nice yeah and I love it and I think it represents my, me and my culture and as a black woman like I just feel like in my in my culture in my moment like mm-hmm. just like in my identity mm-hmm. like I'm like stapled in my identity when I have my hair like that but even and I feel that way when I have my hair like this but I can tell the perception mm-hmm. from others is like especially like non-black people mm. it's like oh well now i'm catching your eye or mm. whatever you know yeah. and it's like okay well that's interesting i have friends who are like well when they have their natural hair they get approached by like people who are not necessarily non-black but when they have their hair like laid and the weave blah, 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 like it's just like interesting romantically how that works how like platonically the how that works professionally too mm-hmm. how that works like, when I have, when I used to have an afro, because now I'm bald, but no, because like, <laughs> I cut my hair off. But when I used to have an, also that's another thing. Anyway, we'll get into that later. But yeah, when I used to have an afro, I used to get approached by a lot of Black Panther type men mm. who had locks that look like they haven't washed it yet. Oh no, not the, I, uh, not the dirty, not the dirties. That, that is the type. You know, type. yeah. And now, and then I cut my hair and I was like blonde for a minute. And I started getting approached by like the Dr. Umar types, which I love Dr. This Umar. This is a, an array of different people. I know. <laughs> well, like, I love Dr. Umar, but uh, I don't want him. <laughs> you know? And, and that's fair. And I was just like, oh, okay. But the, really, but the thing is like, I don't get one thing that I'm so joyful about. I don't get approached by white men. Okay, same. So I just want to say thank God. Listen. I just think there's something about me that just gives. What? What do you want? Ah, that like. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's something about me that says. (laughs) No, you are very like. You are very like. You know, like like very uh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody really comes up to me, and I'm like, all right, what are we? No, what are we talking about right Like with a head wrap because yeah. I, I wear head wraps when my hair is not done yeah like just like a quick little thing you know uh-huh. and i went to a car wash and i was approached by a 50 year old man <sighs> yeah yeah he was in his 50s and what he said to me i was just looking at him i was like you must think i'm stupid welcome to my world and, <laughs> and i was he said I love your look. You look so natural. You look so... to me like in first encounter. This is even why I kept speaking to him, right? It was okay. because it was giving me very much like um, uncle type of vibes. Yeah, like you know when like the uncles like they come to you and they say, "Oh, you look really good, sweetie." Sweetie. Yeah, yeah. You know that type of yeah, like, you language. Do. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sweetheart, yeah, like very much party. like yeah, very much like daughter type of okay. uh, vibe. And then I was just like, oh, thank you so much, sir. That's very kind of you. And then he was like, yes. And then he proceeded to say, yes. You know, I like that you don't have all the weaves and the wigs on your head. 
and you know you don't have any makeup on, very natural. You could have just left it at you. No, you good. really could have. You could have left it that you look good. And he just kept going on and on. And then I was like, oh, okay. I started getting uncomfortable. And then when I was sitting there, as I was leaving, to go, I went to go get my car, was done getting cleaned. He now comes up to me at my window and gave me his business card. Yeah, and he said, I can take really good care of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that that's literally the office I get the most. I get, yeah. I get like my some people's DMs are full of people trying to holla yeah. that are their age. Mm. I got all the sugar daddy. I could take care of your mom. Your, and like, and then some of them are obviously bots. Some of them are actually very much real people. Oh, um, and I'm just like, what? And in, in, in person, I went to the forum to see a concert, mm -hmm. and my friend got picked up by his boyfriend. I went to the edge to like wait for my Uber, like mm -hmm. near the uh, near the Sizzler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I'm walking. And it's a sea of girls, like, it's mostly women at that concert. And this guy's like, hey, what's your name? Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm about to turn, and it's going to be somebody my age. Like, I was like, wait, okay. Oh, I, I was like, fairy tale, starts down. Mm -mm. Um, and I take, turned to the right, it was very much someone's father. Like, someone's mm. old father. Like, they're 35, mm. and their father is well into, like, In his 50s. Yeah, well into his 50s. And he was like, oh, you just look. Like and I had like this sheer top on mm. and like so my bra like you can see my bra through. Oh it. no, I'm sorry. And and he was like, you just you just you know you're like a bombshell. You did that. And I had my fro out and I was like, oh, and no, please go away, please go. He's like, what's your name? Why do you always want to know my name? 